welcome to another episode of How Do You Do? I'm Samantha Vinicor Meinrat. And I'm Yael Harudi. And like every week, we are here to talk to you about all things Jewy. Yael, how's it going? It's fine. <laughs> I just spent like an hour, um, <laughs> I had like an hour to rant <laughs> to Samantha. Yes, peek behind the curtain of the podcast. Like our prep time is actually group therapy. Um, <laughs> that Maybe that could be a spinoff podcast or if we start a Patreon, yeah. people could just listen in on like the neuroses of our lives. Oh, we're, we're good at that. Yeah, if you want to hear me cry, just, just come tune in for the, for the before times. I mean, like, I think people would, both because there are people who are listening who care about you and because, like, there are creepy voyeurs on the internet who would probably be just like, yeah, that's interesting. Um, Okay. Yeah, moving on from that. Um, So this week we are here to talk about the month of Elul. For those who are tuning in the day that we post this podcast, we are only a couple days after Rosh Chodesh Elul, the start of the month, I now I've said it about six times, of Elul, um, which is the month that precedes Rosh Hashanah, Yom Kippur, and the Jewish high holiday season. And depending on how you Jew or what your Jewish practice is, maybe this is a month like any other. It's like August, September. You're just kind of getting ready for start of the school year or end of summer or whatever that means. Um, but for many Jews, this is a time of a lot of personal reflection, inner work, and is a really like charged spiritual time of year. So I was really excited to talk about the month of Elul and how it um, impacts how we Jew. And I'm basically dragging Yael along for the ride. I think we can uh, own that together. So thank you for indulging me in this topic. Well, thank you. Thank you for having me. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> yes, basically the podcast. Yes, no. So let's start, as I said, this month is all about preparation before the Chagim, before the high holidays. Um, how does preparing and like kind of that part of Jewish practice factor into how you Jew? Do you have like an Elul practice? Um, well, I mean, I feel like in Israel, I would practice more mm-hmm. uh, during the high holidays just because I... I would go to temple to hear the shofar um, for Rosh Hashanah Mm -hmm. and for Yom Kippur for the end Mm -hmm. of the fast. And everyone, you know, dresses in white and walks together. And I also come from a really small um, suburb. Mm -hmm. So everyone around, you can walk anywhere. So we would walk together during um, Yom Kippur Mm -hmm. and everyone is fasting and there are no cars out on the street. So I feel like it's a little bit different um, than than life here. Yeah, absolutely. So I do find myself, I, don't, I wouldn't say doing less, mm-hmm. but the Elul holidays are kind of different for me here mm-hmm. than they were in Israel. Yeah, no, that totally makes sense. I think part of what's interesting about Elul here, and especially, again, this preparation time before we get to the holidays, is it's very personal. Like, there mm-hmm. are certain things that are communal rituals there are people and like synagogues that'll blow the shofar every day for the Mm -hmm. month in preparation that is like not my practice to like wake (laughs) up and find one of these spaces like I only do that once we get to the actual holiday season once we get to the Chagim but a lot of what I found um to be like rewarding is um the the soul searching work I subscribe to like several different 
email lists or like follow people on Instagram who will do like a journal prompt every single day for the month or who will do like a drawing like inspiration thing every day for the month of Elul. And it's really nice because I feel like it puts you into this reflective mindset before Rosh Hashanah. Um, Because I think that at least for me and perhaps other people are like, it's easier for them to be deep emotional people than me. When it comes to the Chagim, I'm like, I'm in to-do list mode, whether it's I'm hosting or I'm traveling or I'm teaching, you know, whatever it might be. I'm busy checking things off a list. How many dishes do I have to make? Did I invite everyone? Did they RSVP? Is my house clean? Um, Probs not, just so everyone knows. Um, But the work of like, looking back on the year that passed and looking forward at like what I want to do better in the year ahead. I don't want that to be like something on the to-do list, like Erev Chag, like, okay, got to contemplate now. Um, So part of what I think is really lovely about having this whole month leading up to it is I can do like the spiritual to-do list um, and give it time and like treat it as respectfully as I do the um, physical to-do list for lack of a better term. And then I also find that during the Chagim, so especially between Rosh Hashanah and Yom Kippur during the 10 days, um, there are also like all these opportunities for reflection that there's this uh, thing that I've been doing for years. It's called uh, 10Q, where each day from Rosh Hashanah to Yom Kippur, they email you like a prompt to reflect on either the year that passed or the year that's coming. And it's the same questions every year. So you get to see your answers. And they change from year to year. And how they change. Mm -hmm. Like I've been doing it um, since like 2013 or 14 or something. Mm -hmm. And I never remember my answers. I talked to a friend the other day who said, she's like, you know, last year I know I was reflecting all about the upcoming election. I was like, I genuinely have no idea what I was reflecting on, Um, probably COVID. But when I get each year, a few days before the Chagim, they email you your previous answers. And I can look back and be like, wow, in 2013, I was dealing with like tremendous heartbreak over like a boyfriend at that point. And like all of my answers are like the angstiest (laughs) stuff. And like you could see the year that Noam and I moved in together or the year that I started grad school, the year I moved to DC. And it's this like time capsule of like each year, the same kind of like snapshot in time of what I was excited about, worried about, thinking deeply about. Is this something that you publish somewhere or is it something that you just keep for yourself? You just keep for yourself. You can, like on the website, um, for like each day's reflections, when you like journal it in, they offer you like share it, share it anonymously, or just keep it private for yourself. And I think I've shared like anonymously the ones that are public, like what's the um, global event that has most Mm -hmm. impacted you this year, or ones that like just I appreciate what came up for me of like, what was, you know, a moment you felt like connected or spiritual, but then the ones where I like, I don't know, the year that I was crying over a boyfriend that somehow I managed to relate to every single post of like, what global event affected you? And it was like, when Arya and I broke up, it felt like it was on a global (laughs) scale. Um, Thank God I chose not to share that until now with 
our podcast community. Like, until just now with everyone. You're welcome, all. If anyone wants to see my posts from that year, there's just like a lot of angst, so you got to be ready for it. They've thankfully been more on an upswing since then, but it's always, you know, you never know what comes up. There have been really hard things this year. Um, and then there have been like beautiful moments. And I think it's nice to have a space to kind of put all of that and then come back to it in a year. Just like, I, I guess I'm good at like the let it go part of like, I send it into this, like the vault and then it goes away mm-hmm. and I'm just like on to the next. That's cute. What is it called again? It's called 10Q for like the 10 days. Oh. So I, I will share a link to it and I promise I will Please in do. fact share the link both with you and with our listeners. You heard it here, so that's a promise. <laughs> I'm such a good sharer. <laughs> um, so between the 10Q and like these journal prompts during Elul and people again like, you know, going and hearing the shofar, we see that there's all these things in Judaism about being intentional. And we have this whole month that is essentially a month of preparing for what comes next. Um, so how are you intentional in how you Jew and how are you spontaneous? The que- okay, my question is, do you mean during the month of Elul or or in life, or whatever in life. you feel like sharing? Because in life, I mean, I think I talked about this before. I I intentionally do Shabbat mm-hmm. every every week. You know, the more we do the podcast, the more I feel like I don't do enough. There is no enough. It's just how do yeah, you? Yeah, I know. But like, I because you ask a lot of uh, we talk about we we talk about a lot of like fair questions yeah. about how we do and 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 I think. Well, maybe it is because your job does is around Judaism. Uh-huh. Um, maybe that's why I don't feel like I'm doing enough. But also, I mean, this this is how I do. Mm-hmm. I feel like also a lot of my Jewish things that I do is also teaching Dan about yeah. Judaism and explaining why we celebrate holidays. So I I do think that during the month of Elul. Um, intentionally, mm-hmm. I'm going to be teaching Dan about each and every holiday and why we celebrate mm-hmm. it. Um, one, so he'll have a better understanding about me. Because right. for non-Jews to find out how many holidays we actually have in oh a year. Oh, my God. <laughs> it's crazy. And then to explain to them that the month of the high holidays is even crazier. And then Sukkot is a whole week right but uh, not all the days count as the exactly, same exactly <laughs> so and i mean i just want to really explain to him why because every holiday has a meaning yeah and and i personally think well obviously um that all of our holidays are absolutely amazing yeah and and they all have deep meaning so i want him to understand that so that's gonna be my intentional beautiful I don't know if I'll have any spontaneous. Like, how do you do spontaneously? I don't know. I, I guess when I think of, like, spontaneously, it's just like the... Like, I'm just, like, when I'm a yes person. Yeah. Like, if I wasn't preparing to do something, like, I, um, I forgot what came to mind. Um, I was just like, if I... Oh, yeah, I don't know if I'm going to do that. And then someone invites me. I'm like, okay. Yeah. Um, or... I just I feel can like be spontaneous like that. Yeah, you do that. I do that. Um, <laughs> I go to events, or I just I feel like I'll always come up with like a random thing that I want to do mm-hmm. with like no context to like do I really? But I'm like I'm just gonna jump right in. So like last year 
I had decided because I was trying to get like more into cooking, especially during COVID. Yeah. I was like, I'm going to cook something new for every Jewish holiday. And not just like the big ones, the Rosh Hashanah, the Yom Kippur. It was like, I'm going to do all this research and I'm going to find like, what is, you know, uh, like, on theme things specifically for Shemini Atzeret or specifically for, you know, Tzom Gedalia to do like a breakfast. Like I was going to do a whole year of cooking Jewish foods that I'd never cooked before. And like, I literally got up to Rosh Hashanah. Um, and like, I, I had all these intentions and I still have like a secret Pinterest page <laughs> just centered around like the recipes that I found. Nice. And then I don't know what happened. Like I wanted to be spontaneous with it but I think without like I maybe it was without the um the accountability partner that like I didn't tell anyone that I wanted to do this so it wasn't like the people who I invite over for Sukkot were able to be like I'm so excited to see like what you're gonna bring new this time and like it's just easy to go to like the tried and true stuff. And I would be like so busy. Um, I think that's also where the intentionality comes in. I remember when like as a kid, and I don't know if this was your experience, I would like count down to stuff because I was excited. So I would know like, oh my gosh, this is exactly how many days there are till my birthday or till Hanukkah or till summer vacation or oh, yeah, whatever it was. There was always a countdown. And then at some point in adulthood, I, I count it down for Han- to Hanukkah always. Exactly, favorite holiday. Hell yeah. Well, not exactly. Uh, but at some point during <laughs> adulthood, I feel like my countdowns transformed into to-do lists. So instead of it being there's ten days left till Hanukkah, it became like there are eighty-seven things I need to do before I can be excited about Hanukkah. Yeah. And then that's called adulting. It, adulting, but then adulting like, is hard. <laughs> but it, what made me sad is like then the holiday I feel like is less exciting because when it creeps up on you and I feel like I'm rushing, it's like okay I have to send all these emails and then I can prepare as opposed to like every day just counting down. Um, it just like makes the mindset different of like, I remember how excited I would be to like, the anticipation was part of the fun of mm-hmm. each event, Jewish or otherwise. And like, it doesn't really answer the spontaneity question, but I feel like I want to go back to maybe not being spontaneous and to like, not realizing day of, oh, it's a hug, guess I should do something. But to like really anticipating and enjoying the anticipation. So um, wanna be spontaneous with me? I would love to. Wanna organize, I'm, I have ideas, we'll talk about it afterwards, but wanna organize something for before Yom Kippur, for like soul searching? I would love to soul search with for you like before Yom Kippur. Friends? We have friends. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what comment that was. I love but that. But let's be spontaneous and do that. Okay. okay. But we'll plan the spontaneity because yeah, that's how it works. Okay, let's do it. And then we can tell everybody about it. Amazing. Or maybe we'll invite them. Um, <laughs> fellow podcast listeners, you can all come to Cleveland. Um, we we have nice houses. <laughs> we are organizing something now. <laughs> we'll let you know what it is later. So, okay. That note. So. <laughs> that note. <laughs> So where were we? We talk a lot about all the different holidays and our collective and individual love of them. What is something that you're particularly looking forward to during this upcoming high holiday season? Food. Awesome. Great. (laughs) Maybe I'll make a Jewish dish for every holiday that I've never made before and then you can eat them. Okay. So, okay. Oh, no. I have two things. Okay. So the, the one thing is food, especially Rosh Hashanah. I feel it's... 
very special mm-hmm. and it, and and I love cooking for Rosh Hashanah mm-hmm. and making the round challah, yeah. the sweet challah, the apples and honey, oh. bringing in the new year. I love it. Um, and everything everything about it. But um, I'm looking I'm really looking forward to your sukkah. Oh, I'm honored. I honestly it's the best it's the best part about um, Jewish holidays in Cleveland for me, just so you know. I'm, so, I'm gonna cry <laughs> on the podcast. Everyone, like, take a breather. No, seriously. That's so lovely. Thank I, you. I love your sukkah. I love that you actually decorate it with meaningful things inside. And I love that I get to, you know, write my name, write and, your name on, it. <laughs> on your decoration every year. So that's one of the things that I'm really looking forward to this year. Um, and the thing that we're gonna do <laughs> for I'm young people. Honored. I love that. What, what about you? Um, I'm also really looking forward to Sukkot. I've just I still have to pick what my you make it really fun. Thank you. I still have to pick what I'm gonna have everyone autograph. Well, there's this a year. Delta variant, so why not? Ooh. <laughs> I'm, kidding. I'm kidding. I was actually thinking. So, listeners, I think I've shared this on the podcast before. You did, yeah. That every year, in case you missed that episode, you can go back and find it. Even though we don't remember which one it was, we have no idea where it was. Um. Every year in my sukkah, I hang up a new ornament that represents something about, like, the most meaningful part of the past year. And then I have everyone sign it. And it's like my little, I don't know, time capsule yearbook of, like, each year um, who comes. So the first year that we lived here in Cleveland, I got, like, this wooden thing in the shape of Ohio because the most meaningful thing had been moving to Ohio. And then last year... I got, I somehow found this ornament that it was also wooden and it had like a picture of a mask on it because COVID. So this year, like things that I've been thinking about, Mm -hmm. um, I thought about just getting one shaped like a house. I feel like this has been like a year of nesting, of just like being at home and loving home and enjoying home. So I was like potentially a house. I never know, like, I'm sure at some point it'll need to be, like, the year of dog, because all I do is hang out with my dogs. (laughs) The year of dogs. The year of dogs. Like, I could find a puppy for everyone to to autograph, but now I'm, like, maybe I'll get, like, um, I'm picturing, like, the Greek letters and, like, get, like, the picture of, like, or the symbol of Delta. Uh, and just or like maybe that maybe someone made covid ornaments like you know like the ball with like the various i think they look like tentacles like shooting off of it like maybe i'll make everyone sign covid is that strange i like the delta the delta the delta might be interesting yeah because that literally came out like just now (laughs) yes yes thanks delta i heard there's a third one I'm not prepared to like emotionally handle I'm just that. I feel like all the conversations that I was having with people at the beginning of the summer were focused on like COVID's over, COVID's almost yeah, over. And now we'll I'm, back ba- I'm back to wearing masks. I'm back to wearing masks. I walk into like public areas. Yeah. I, I'm wearing a mask. Yeah, I feel like back to wearing masks, back to being nervous, um, and it sucks. Like I, I was ready to be over yeah me too me too Um, like we went out we got vaccinated and and it still didn't right it's like thanks (laughs) thanks those who didn't um but anyway um would you want to talk maybe about um because that's something that you do and you just invited me to i did so we just celebrated or observed rosh chodesh elul as we record this and Rosh Chodesh literally means head of the month. So every month on the Jewish calendar is when the new month starts, it's its own holiday called Rosh Chodesh, head of the month. Um, 
And Rosh Chodesh is a practice like celebrating and marking those days that I've been doing for the last few years. Um, and it's generally done in groups of women. Rosh Chodesh became known as like a women's holiday back in um, biblical times. It said that the holiday of Rosh Chodesh, so each month, was given to women as a reward because the women um, in like the Exodus story didn't give their jewelry to be melted down for the making of the golden calf. Um, that like only men participated in creating the golden calf. And because of that, women were given this like extra chag, this extra holiday where they didn't have to like do their work. Um, that information, by the way, was totally new for me. And I loved learning that. I love it. <laughs> and then there's also like more practical things like, again, women, you know, have just like the calendar and the moon have monthly cycles. Women have monthly cycles. So it was connected and like felt like a a women's thing. Um, and so it's been this practice and it is something I feel like that existed a long time ago, then kind of fell by the wayside and then started getting reclaimed by women as we're going to make this our day, our time, and we're going to gather. And I've been very fortunate in my community in Washington, D.C., and my community here in Cleveland to have female identifying friends who I'm able to gather with each month for whether it's learning or just being together and having this, like, circle of women. Um, By the way, I was so honored to be invited, and I felt so no, sad that no, I could be there. You're allowed to have other stuff. That's okay. Yeah, but uh, I, I really wanted to join. Well, now it'll be like a two-month hiatus, because we literally just talked about it, and it was like, well, the next Rosh Chodesh is Rosh Hashanah. So we're not going to do that one. because Which we'll, is also Labor Day this year. This uh, it's week. a very busy week. Crazy. So we'll be busy that one. But in general, I think it's really special to have these spaces that are created and like owned so to speak by women to just be together in community and to like support one another um and yeah it's just it's a really beautiful practice and for those who are female identifying or seeking communities of women um it's something that i highly recommend taking up I'm taking it up. Awesome. Done. Check plus. Yeah. I'm, I'm definitely enjoying the next one. I just need to know a little bit in advance. Yes. We, we should probably work on that. Well, speaking of in advance, I feel like, <laughs> so we were talking, like, I mean, this whole conversation has been basically about the Jewish calendar. Yeah. And I think it's really interesting. I would love to hear your perspective. Like, growing up in Israel, do you feel like you were more aware of the Jewish calendar? Like, did you know, oh, today is the second of Elul as well as August whatever. Okay, so when when I was in elementary school, mm -hmm. the teacher used to write the the date on the board, both the Hebrew date uh -huh. and um, the non-Jewish calendar mm -hmm. date. Yeah, the okay. regular. <laughs> the regular date. Yeah, I did, I did want to call it regular because what's regular? You know what I mean? Oh, <laughs> it's a little too existential for me today, but yes, I'm with you. Because who's to say that the Jewish calendar is not I think the it's technically one. called the Gregorian calendar, but okay. like, let's relax there. So the Gregorian <laughs> calendar. <laughs> okay, no, no, I'm kidding. So we'll call it just for this, we'll call it the regular uh -huh. date. Secular calendar. Secular yeah. calendar. Um, so she, so the teacher would write both dates on the mm -hmm. on the board. So I would always look at it and know. Mm -hmm. I would know the date. Honestly, I do not know the yeah. Hebrew calendar date um, at any day. I have to say my little brother does know it. Well, what an overachiever. Um, 
overachiever and also religious. <laughs> that helps. That He's helps. a bit more orthodox. <laughs> um, but, but I still knew the holidays. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, I would have to look and see in my calendar when the Jewish holidays fall. Because right. it changes. Because yeah. we all know it's by the moon and not... So, um, so it's not like Rosh Hashanah is every every year in the same day. Right. And sometimes it's so early, like this year. Yeah. It's, they're so early this year. Yeah. It's usually end of September. All of a sudden, it's like now. Right. Um, but then, as I yeah, as I matured, I kind of did. I don't know the Hebrew calendar mm-hmm. as much as I know. I do know where all the holidays fall. Right. That so the it's funny, but when I buy um, when I buy a calendar or mm-hmm. so or, or um, Good. What's that? Planner. A planner, I guess. Like like your agenda book. Yeah. Yeah, it's a planner. Planner. Thank you. (laughs) Good job. Basic American words. That's an annoying (laughs) word. Like, I'm with you. Who would know what that is? You. (laughs) Okay, but like, that's different. Everyone, it's not me. No. No, I'm kidding. Um, so, So, when I buy a planner, I do look inside to see if it has the Jewish holidays uh-huh. as well. Because if I'm getting orders and I need to see my availability, right. I'm looking and I always plan according to Jewish yeah. holidays. So I have to have them both in the calendar. So it's funny because that's part of how I still do. Yeah, I know. That's how you, I feel like that's how we mark time. Yeah, because I'm now not only looking at... Um, you know, Christmas and Easter right. to see holidays that I need to bake for right. or plan accordingly. I'm also looking at Rosh Hashanah mm-hmm. and Yom Kippur yeah. and Sukkot. And the other day I had to tell one of the customers, I'm sorry, I can't like have an order for that mm-hmm. day because, well, I'm Jewish and September, good luck finding a day that we don't have a holiday For on. real though. <laughs> Oh my God, it's crazy. A few years ago, um, uh, like two Jewish educators came out with like a planner that was specifically meant to have both calendars. So every day, like, and it has like all these reflection pieces. It was actually really lovely. And I was so excited by it because I, at one point was using like the, the calendar, like notepad that like my grandmother's sisterhood gave out. So it was like, like not to be ageist, it was definitely meant for someone like 60 years older than me in terms of like the pictures in it and whatever but I used it because I loved so yeah I loved knowing and not just knowing like the big ones but it literally marked like when was Erev Chag so I didn't have to do the math of is this the first day is it the second day like it just has all the info because I think that's how the rhythms of our time like tend to work in a lot of ways and I appreciate that I think that's part of going back to like the intentionality piece of knowing even if there's a holiday that I'm not necessarily like observing in any kind of significant way I like to know what is happening in the Jewish calendar or where it feels charged for whatever reason I don't on a regular basis know the Jewish date um oh I, good I'm not the no, only one no 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 I feel like again doing Rosh Chodesh actually got me to learn the months a lot more because when I would be like preparing for these sessions with friends I would like th- research the theme and like what is because each month is supposed to have like a different theme to it and different like practices associated with it so I started learning that I'll teach you um, I'll teach you a kid's song I oh my god yes I'm all about it do you, do you know this one no no, no. <laughs> 
Yeah, but I look forward to it. I'm hoping someone that's listening is going, yes, yes, I know it. <laughs> Sing along, listeners. I'll we are with you in spirit. I'll teach you. They teach They teach this song, I think, either first grade or kindergarten even, to teach you the Jewish the Jewish. Oh, amazing. Um, that's basically calendar. what I need. But, um, but I'm always impressed, especially my mom um, and my, like, great aunts, they remember people's yard sites, like the anniversaries of their death, mm-hmm. both the Jewish day and the secular. Do you day. know your Jewish uh, birthday? Only because I was born during Pesach. Mm-hmm. So, like, I, I don't think I would. Like, I don't think I could say, like, oh, yeah, it's the whatever of whatever. But, like, because I know that I was born on the eighth day of Pesach, that's always the same okay. Jewish calendar day. Yeah. So that's not a helpful answer. So sort of, but no. Mm. Is that, do you? Of course. What's yours? Because we have, you know. Uh, well, you learned in elementary school. You had the two. Well, yeah, but we also, like, we also have it written on our ID. Oh, Israel. right, right, right. Oh, so I could probably check my Israeli ID. Yeah, yeah it says it. I'm Yudchet Sivan. There's so much info for those who've never <laughs> seen an Israeli ID that, like, is just there. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, like it has your parents' names on it, and not that I did, wouldn't know my parents' names otherwise. No, the ID has excessive. It info. has so much information mm-hmm. on it if you ever really sit and think about it. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Like identity theft in Israel could be so much more of a problem because, like, think about it. I feel like in America, but you have an ID here. You have a license. Yeah. But like in America, like we're so paranoid of like someone getting any of our information. Yeah. And you know, in America, like if you need to do like a password recovery for anything online, it's like, what's your mother's first name? And it's like, well, it's on your ID and it's <laughs> um, So here it's just like, oh my God, we have to guard all this info in there. It's just like, it's it's out there. We're, we're good sharers. <laughs> Thank you, Israelis. Compromise. <laughs> Socialism. <laughs> Collectivism. We're, we're good sharers. We all just need to know each other's mother's names. <laughs> that's, that's who we are as people. Um, well, oh, that's funny. All right. Well, thank you for chatting about all things Elul um, and intentionality and Chagim. Um, well, thank you for coming up with all these really interesting questions. Honestly, it made me think. I was prepping for this episode for. thinking to myself, I'm just not, I'm, I'm not doing enough. You do beautifully. <laughs> and that is our message to everyone else. We want to remind you, however you are doing, it is beautiful and enough. It is. We also want to remind you. Take it from me. <laughs> We also want to remind you to, wherever you're listening to this podcast, rate, review, subscribe, give us five stars, take a screenshot and share it on your Instagram if you're enjoying this episode. Tell your friends, make friends to tell. Um, you can follow us on Instagram at HowDoYouJewPod or email us your feedback at HowDoYouJewPod at gmail.com. Thank you so much, and we hope you enjoyed the episode, and happy Jewing! Happy Jewing!